0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 227, October 13th, 2012.
1: Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. We haven't said that in a while, have we? No. Uh, this, this is doing a callback there, I guess. This is
0: the New Mexico show. That's why you heard the New Mexico national... State uh, song. State song. Yeah, it would be national, would it? This is all thanks to uh, Dale... Dale sent us these wonderful beers. Thank you so much, and uh, we can't wait to get started. What do you think we start with? This one's I chili. say we start with the chili because the other ones are going to be IPAs or or okay. a coffee beer. As so long so. As it's not hella hot. <laughs> Let's go for it. This is the Rio Grande Brewing Company, Pancho Verde Chili Cerveza. It is 12 IBUs, original gravity of one point zero one, four point six seven percent alcohol by volume. It won the 2010 New Mexico State Fair Gold for the Vegetable Spice Beer category. Sierra Blanca Brewing Company, Rio Grande.
1: Speaking of awards and whatnot, we are recording this the day of the GABF when they announced the winners.
0: Oh, yes.
1: And, uh... Lots lots of lots of categories, lots of medals are handed out. But two that I want to mention right off the top is congratulations to Trogs Brewing Company and the Church Brew Works. Trogs won Best Midsize Brewery of the Year, and Church Brew Works won Best Large Brew Pub.
0: Hmm. So Church counts as a large brew pub, I guess?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I I, I would think they would count as something like... Uh, A pizza support where they have multiple. Normally,
1: they're chains like Iron yeah. Hill and things like that. But yeah, Church Church one is the best large brew pub. Huh. They won medals for Celestial Gold, Pious Monk Dunkel, Pipe Organ Pale Ale. Not golds. None of those were golds. But their Old Ale, I forget the name, like Henny's Henny something. Their gold. Their Old Ale won gold medal.
0: Hmm. So they won so medals for all their standards. All That's their pretty standards, good.
1: Yeah. They That's won good. three they won I think they won four medals, three of them were the standards. And then uh Trogues won uh for Sunshine Pills. Gold for Sunshine Pills. Um amber, um won, can't remember exactly, but uh yeah, so two two local breweries, relatively local for trogues, but absolutely local for the church. Took home a whole collection of medals, so
0: outstanding. Yeah, you smell chili on this. There's no question about it. The color is a pale yellowish, and it has—it's pretty, pretty clear. The only reason why it looks any cloudy at all is because of condensation. Other than that, no, actually, yeah, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can see right through it. Very clear. It has a uh, sort of a. Jalapeno, maybe a little so, bit of poblano. Little you know bit. I mean,
1: so, you know, they say verde chili, you know, So and they have green chilies as the steer horns on the logo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to figure out what poncho means other than, you know, poncho via. Um, you know, Wikipedia says it might refer to a, a Puerto Rican baseball player. <laughs> well, verde means green. I don't know what, what poncho means for Poncho Gonzalez, a tennis player. Not to be confused with Poncho. (laughs) The aroma is, uh, is, um... It's funny, it doesn't smell too hot, but it actually burns. uh, Like, I can get a little tingly up, way up high on my nose. Almost like there's a little bit of
0: burning going on there. They say uh this means calm peaceful tranquil
1: it's mm. interesting it doesn't have a bunch of heat it's it's a pretty sweet um you know Pilsner or something like that almost like a bohemian Pilsner or something along those lines
0: yeah it doesn't it has a it, it has a good deal, especially up front. A lot of the flavor of like a roasted a roasted pepper, mm-hmm. uh, say roasted banana pepper or something like that. And then it 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 doesn't really there's a, there's a tiny bit of tingling, but it doesn't have a whole bunch of the tingling there. It's just sort of there on top of the flavor. And, and the beer itself is is like just said. I, I don't know if I would call it necessarily a pilsner. I, it's actually more um, more towards like a, a slightly less refined. Um, Dortmunder, or export. It I yeah, think that, I, mean, I was
1: thinking Dortmunder, but it, I think it has a little more residual sweetness. You know, it reminds me more of like a, you know, pilsner or or something like that. Instead of not a Bavarian pilsner, but a Bohemian style. It does say on the label, beer with green chili flavor. So right. they, I don't know, may have added.
0: Well, I mean, of, when you think about it, what we did with our beer, was we, mm-hmm. we added chili flavor mm-hmm. by extracting the chili in vodka, yeah, adding it. So,
1: so they they could have done it in the bright tank with a very... Obviously, they... Well, not obviously, but they can't use vodka, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, know, you can't add distilled spirits, at least not above the table. You know, who knows what they claimed and didn't claim, but, you know, you can't use distilled spirits, so Pro Brewer can't do the home brewer trick that I learned from Keith. Um, but, I mean, you could still soak chilies in other... Substances.
0: Yeah, something I mean you, you could in theory you could do it in water and boil the water down. Water is not nearly as good a solvent, mm-hmm. it, but it'll get some of it and you boil that down and and just keep doing it and concentrate it to the point where you have like a pepper water, and then you could add that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm has just a little bit of spice in the back of your throat, but it's really not a hot beer. Yeah. Like, there's no heat on my tongue. It's not building or anything like that. So it's interesting, because a lot of chili beers aim to be hot beers. Right.
0: They aim to, to awake your tongue with some of that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just sort of, it's vaguely reminding you of the chili. But if someone didn't tell you this was a chili beer, you might not catch it. You might think that's a weird malt thing they have going on. It feels a little spicy in the back with some of the hops. You might not and I I can taste the the peppers clear as day, but you might think it's just something weird that they're doing with the malts. Uh, if you taste I, this blind, would you be able to say this is a chili beer?
1: I, I I see what you're saying, you know, saying where it's, you know, not obvious or, you know, super potent, but I would like to think blind, you know, most people would be able to tell this is a chili
0: beer. But I see what you're saying. And the thing that you notice with almost all chili beers is that they build. Mm-hmm. The chili starts to build up on you, and this one is little, maybe the slightest bit, but just just barely.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm starting to get a little tingle on my tongue after drinking, you know, half a bottle of this, but... Um... Yeah, it's, it's the least hot chili beer that I have recollection of, of drinking. Hmm.
0: It's kind of like, um... Kind of like Cave Creek done right.
1: <laughs> Cave Creek, if uh, it wasn't crazy, huh? Yeah, crazy in, this, in the sense
0: that there's, there's not much else going on here, it's not... Really trying to do much else besides sort of. Well, the beer's a little, better than Cave Creek. Yeah, I mean the that's beer what I'm saying.
1: Before the chili.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If if Cave Creek started with a better beer and then they uh, use you know, less chili, use less chili. Um, yeah, I think this this is what Cave Creek should should be, for how popular it is. Strangely, and yet it certainly isn't. This is.
1: There's a market for Cave Creek and pizza beer, and stuff. well,
0: I'm saying there there would probably be a market for this. You no, know, y- sure. you tell people it's a pepper beer, and they'll say, yeah, I can kind of taste pepper, but it it goes down easy and drinkable. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can build off that novelty market and then have it also be you know a good beer. I, but uh, but I'm not you're not going to win any awards in in chili beer because most chili beers you have are, are more extravagant and they're more about uh, there are other things too that are going on with the chili. Okay, so this is looks like
1: this is by Rio Grande Brewing Company, but I think Rio Grande and Sierra
0: Blanca are the same, part of the same. Have you did you find that? It's uh, on their website. They have at the top they have um, their. Sierra Blanca Brewing Company, and they have Rio Grande right here, and also Roswell Alien Amber Ale, which we also have. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because a couple of those I noticed were under the Sierra Blanca label.
0: Interesting. Oh, I, am, I don't want to
1: waste time. I'm gonna try to like on the download at this website and try to. Define the difference here. Why? How? Well, where, where do they draw the line? But let's move on to another beer. while we're doing that, this one sounds fun. Marble Brewery India Pale Ale, Fruit and Kent by
0: Marble Brewery in Albuquerque,
1: New Mexico. So this is
0: an eight percent alcohol by volume double IPA. It's um, it double. Maybe we should yeah. do the other one first. Uh. The one in the yeah. Okay. There. All right. The rest of these beers are canned beers, and Dale made sure these are very well protected. These, this is the part of the
1: six-pack holder that we're using. You know, just one, it's a one-pack holder now. But it doesn't want to come off, does it? No. <laughs> there we go. Okay.
0: Let get this one off, too. So, uh, so marble is... Where are we? Marble. We're
1: going to do this one first. The. Um... Oh, I'm sorry. Le Coombray Brewing Company. This is the Elevated IPA.
0: This one a uh, uh, 2011 GABF Gold. I don't know for what, but probably IPA. Starting gravity of 1.068, final gravity of 1.013, 7.2% volume, and uh... They classify this with an IBU of 100. That's more than your tongue Here's a for can you, realistically taste.
1: Guess who won the 2012 gold medal for a Robust Porter?
0: Robust Porter. Yes. Guess who won?
1: Don't spend too much time on it, just. Great Lakes. The answer is nobody. They didn't award a gold medal in Robust Porter. I see. Kind of fascinating. I mean, you think of Edmund Fitzgerald. You think of... Sierra Nevada Porter. You think of like, how could one of those not be deserving of the gold? I mean, yeah.
0: the only reason I said Great Lakes is because Jeff was sort of making me on, so I figured it was probably somewhere uh, close, right. but no, Jeff had me going in a completely different direction. I, mean, I just I, I brought I want to brought
1: it up real quick because you know they, it's not completely unheard of for them not to award a gold medal. It just seems unusual to me that it's in the robust porter category. You know, but hey. I wasn't at the table tasting the beers, so
0: this is interesting. Their on their website they have links to the Beer Advocate and the Rate Beer. Uh, okay, sites to it directly mm-hmm. under it. What I find interesting is the different. The Beer Advocate and Rate Beer are basically using the same logo, <laughs> slightly different font, but one word is is uh, yellowish, sort of pea beer color, One's and white. the other one is white.
1: When you put the rapier in a blue background, it doesn't look so similar.
0: Okay, all right. But they were, the reason why I like this is because these both scored uh, scored pretty high. So it
1: Smells, smells, it's big hop juice aroma, you know? It's one of those IPAs yeah. that's just hop juice. It has a huge, fruity, juicy aroma.
0: Well, they say 100 IBUs. That's, like we said, that's more than... Mm -hmm. the human body can actually sense.
1: You know, we can say, you know, I can say, like, a bunch of citrus fruits are in here, but I'm feeling juicy fruit, the bubble gum. Are you getting, like, a... Yes,
0: yeah, no, I'm with you.
1: You know, maybe if something's standing out... See, it's not really grapefruit that's standing out, though. It's more of a...
0: No, it's, you know what it is? Like a passion fruit or something? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like passion fruit because it's it's something a little bit more on the tropical side. Mm
1: -hmm. Smells wonderful.
0: Pour is super
1: clear. Almost definitely filtered before it's put into the can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, you can read fingerprints through this thing. This is a
0: light copper.
1: pop juice again just comes to mind, you know, it just has such a aqueous, but juicy, just runs all around your mouth, and it doesn't just make the saliva saliva glands just start working. I've got these feelings around my mouth where it's just like, oh, so, so umptious, so, Mm. mmm, my mouth is just like, oh, that's it, that's good. I mean, just, my mouth had that, like, reaction to it, you know. Apart from the flavor.
0: Lots of, of citrus and melon uh, flavors coming together. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting, you know, for bragging about how how bitter it is, it doesn't taste very bitter to me. They they have a very well-balanced with mm-hmm. malts. And the malt is a uh, biscuity, uh, a, sort of a raw biscuity kind of flavor.
1: I mean, yeah, but I don't think we remember spending much time talking about the malts. <laughs> this thing is one of those West Coast... All hops and just enough malt to, you know, make it not a horrible bitter mess. You know, it's just just enough. It it's certainly not a, it's a supporting role. It's not, it's not on equal footing. I mean, perhaps.
0: I I think it's actually balanced pretty well. And the reason I say it is because I, you know, I've tasted beers that have this this kind of fruitiness and this, this citrus melon and stuff But they, you tend to also have this big bitter uh, component that hits you right in the middle of the tongue. And this one's not and i think that that's all about the interplay of the malts here and so i'm i'm willing to go i'm going to put go on a limb here and say that the the malts are as important to this beer as the hops oh. simply for for putting for, in terms of flavor you're not really
1: they're mm-hmm. not
0: expressing themselves sure. too much but in terms of giving you those citrusy and melony flavors without giving you the the deep bitter uh, The stone-like bitterness
1: you get. Uh, I I disagree that it's not bitter. I'm three sips in, and I'm getting a a fair amount of weight, you know, from the bitterness, uh, especially towards the back of my mouth. You know, it's it's starting to build. It's getting bitter. I mean, not horrible. You know, not in a bad way. It's just a statement. It's it's not it's not non-bitter. It's it's a bitter beer at 100 IBUs, and it's starting to show.
0: There's bitterness there, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like a drag on the tongue, like say ruination does to me or something like that. While expressing some of the same flavors.
1: That's just because you hate Stone. (laughs) I tease. I
0: tease. He just hates Eric and Bastard. Yeah, that's true. I don't like Eric and Bastard. But I I do like uh, a good number
1: of Stone's beers. Good thing this beer's in a can. Any little bit of light Mm. touching this guy you could just You are smell, not kidding. You could just smell this thing going off. Like I'm yeah. almost worried that the light bulbs are making this thing skunk. <laughs> I like took a sniff and it almost smelled like a like it's starting to turn. I'm, I think I'm just being paranoid, yeah. but like we need to drink this in a dark room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then what's the point?
1: It won't skunk. <laughs> it won't skunk,
0: but I mean, you know, some of the some of the beauty of, of beer there's a reason why we talk about how how you know the clarity mm-hmm. and the color and stuff like that looking at it you 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 drink and you eat first with your eyes and you prepare yourself that way and you know I'll, I'll say it you know when we had the blind shows they're fun and all but the beer doesn't taste as good i think you
1: know i think there's something behind that i you know i can't disagree you know it it looking at it, it sets some expectations and i don't know it just yeah, you just like you're actually drinking it before you're drinking it. Like you said, it's the first thing you do when you're eating is you know,
0: look at it. There's a uh, there's a restaurant. I think it's in Germany, but there may be others that are trying to copy off this. But they they want you to only notice the food, so it's completely dark, completely dark. So they uh, they actually have blind people. Who are their waiters, and to, since they can easily navigate that, they're used to navigating without that, so it's a way, for, it's a, so they can be employed there as waiters. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, what's that? I forgot called. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. They actually, on The League, you know, the, the comedy fantasy football show, they had a scene in that kind of restaurant where, um, two of the guys went in with Night Vision. <laughs> so I forget why. They were trying to get some insight on the draft picks or something, but they went in with Night Vision. It was a mm-hmm. funny scene. Uh, Aaron, my neighbor, he, next week he's going to Dusseldorf. Really? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, there's this Alt Beer Brewery. And I'm like, oh, damn it, I can't remember how to say it. I mean, it's like, he's like, oh, Jurga. <laughs> you know that's that, you know it's like yeah I was there Oh, I'm going to be there again that's like that's the place we go I'm
0: like you know like oh you're so lucky I'd love to go but okay. so anyway that 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 blind place the place mm-hmm. where you blind and eat, they they want to express the food without you having to see it at all so mm-hmm. there's so they take that out of the equation and uh, you know, I think it's an interesting it adds some to objectivity
1: try. but I think it does take away from. Part of the in enjoyment, you yeah, know, because so yeah, yeah, I think enjoyment's the right word because Absolutely. it's enjoyable to look at a delicious looking something or another,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and if you can't see it and can only taste it, it adds objectivity, but I think
0: you lose enjoyment it's the same reason why you're very disappointed when you get the McDonald's burger that does not look like the McDonald's burger in the advertisement <laughs>
1: uh, I see I know what you're saying it's like. I am not lying. I have not been to McDonald's in.
0: But you know that feeling. Fi- I, I, <laughs> but, but you know that feeling. I mean, you have been to a fast food restaurant of one type or another at some point mm-hmm. during your life. Oh time. no,
1: I know. I don't. I, know, I hear, I hear but, what you're saying. You know, it's the uh, contents in the box do <laughs> not represent the picture on the front type stuff. Yeah or when you're watching the... Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I was just kind of impressed, like... not That's, that's going to sound bad. I was going to say impressed myself with how long I've been at McDonald's. It was just kind of thing. I just... McDonald's is not in a consideration of ever wanting to go there, you know? Yeah. So, like, trying to think, like, the last the last time I was at McDonald's was the day I proposed to Heather. That sounds bad. It sounds like I proposed to her at McDonald's, doesn't it? <laughs> but we were going downtown for a play, and... Uh, we stopped, stop for some
0: takeout or something. I don't know, but that was actually the last time I've ever been to a mm-hmm. McDonald's. I have gone to McDonald's since. I I like the other. I like other restaurant, you know, other fast food, cheaper places. My, I don't, I don't eat there anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked the other ones better. But McDonald's was always like, if you needed a quick fix, there was some that were open twenty four hours and like. Sometimes you just you you wanted to get some protein in you, and that was a quick way to do it. And you always knew it was. There's an interesting thing about about the way that McDonald's is designed. All design all the McDonald's food actually it it none of it tastes amazing, but it all tastes pretty good. It, oh, it's, no, it's formulated it, it, to taste. Yeah, it tastes oh, salty. Yeah. It did. Yeah, it's salty and umami. It's got all that stuff mm-hmm. and. And, and then it just, but you feel in your stomach, your stomach's like, what is this stuff? This is some sort of weird polymer I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, let's get back on topic. We're starting to hit post-show here. I'm going
0: take a post-show note down. new Siri. Uh, so, one, back to uh, the beer from, like we said, from La Cumbre Brewing Company.
1: This is good. Yeah. This is a fantastic IPA.
0: Really, really good. I can definitely see why they won. So this is in the, this is in good old Albuquerque, where uh, Walter Meth runs so the...
1: You wanted to uh, play the Breaking Bad theme right. as, the, uh, as the intro. I'm like, uh, some people might not appreciate... Their town. I mean, I don't know. If they appreci- if they relate their team to a TV show, a popular TV show, I think they'll be cool with it. You know, but other people are going to relate it to a meth view. So, oh, so they have a QR code on the back of their can, and I was curious just what it went to. It goes to the mobile site for La Cumbre Brewing Company.
0: So there you go. Yeah, QR codes are one of the. Mm, talk about that in the post show. I want to talk about QR uh, That's codes. a good one,
1: because I do want to talk about QR versus. Um, NFC Okay. I won't take a note you took a note alright we're finishing up this wonderful beer gold medal winner from was it two years ago last year
0: 2011 last
1: year gold medal in IPA the hardest category to win you know I, I don't remember the number off the top of my head but I would say there was probably 130 or so entries in that category and this one one,
0: hmm. Pretty impressive. So we're going to go with the double IPA next. Now where, oh where, are we going to get a double IPA from in New Mexico? Well, the answer is also in Albuquerque at 111 Marble Avenue Northwest. And that is Marble Brewery. This is a can of their double IPA. IPA at eight percent alcohol by volume, and that's all the information I have on it. So let's hope. So it's not a website that you like. It's not. A, it's not a website that is conducive to giving you information. about This, after, this afternoon, I
1: had a um, night of the living stout from um, Full Pint Brewing here in Pittsburgh. Okay. And on the, on the label, they have a section for beer geek facts. And they have all the stuff we normally like to talk about. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and in case it wasn't clear, it was labeled beer geek
0: facts. I mean, some people wonder why I even you know bother mentioning the the original gravity and, and the uh, and the final gravity. I, I figure that in somewhere somebody's going to find that interesting. I
1: mean, for homebrewers who who are familiar with that, it, it gives them an idea of body of alcohol mm-hmm. you know so you know for the people that wonder why Greg always say the the uh, og and and the fg uh it kind of gives them an idea of how dry it is at the finish how much malt went into it at the beginning so it does it is a good benchmark mm-hmm. um out of all the benchmarks we use it's probably the most arcane and if we had to cut some they'd be the first ones to cut yes but it, it for the people that homebrew and and for you know big beer geeks at Donor home group but have heard the numbers enough to actually put some stakes in the ground you know it's useful
0: so. i mean the clearest and most useful number is is probably the alcohol by volume and almost all beers give you that but the other things that the, the thing the that thing, i am, i mean i mean
1: I'm, at what precision is it useful right i mean cuz 5.4 versus 5.8 not no, so no but useful. but
0: it's useful because it's, it's the one information that they almost always give mm-hmm. you sure so at least there's that, and you can talk about the color, or you can infer that reasonably, or they can give you an SRM. But even if even if you have an SRM, we don't have a sheet with us, so we just give you a, a direction of the color and IBUs.
1: You know, you always you, you use SRM a lot, and you know I'm the home brewer, and I really don't have a good feel for SRM numbers. I just
0: I just name the SRM, but I don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Uh, IBUs. Basically tell you how bitter they are. I like when they give you that, but that's not necessary. But what I really like to see is the ingredients. I like to see the oh, hops uh, yeah, I think, and the malts.
1: I think, in my personal opinion, I would rather hear the kinds of malts used. More, not a lot more, but more than the kinds of hops used. It's because mm-hmm. uh, that helps me get a little mindset on some of the malty flavors, which in a lot of beers... You know, are a little bit harder to tune in on. Yeah. Than the hoppy flavors. Well,
0: I agree. It helps you dial in what to look for, and and like if you know there's a rye, you can know you can look for a little bit of rye. here. If you know there's wheat, you can sort of taste that. If you know there's oat, you can sort of taste that. Yeah,
1: but not even just the different. I mean, they're talking about more like the different varieties of of barley. Okay, you know? so yeah, you, so. a
0: Carafa, you know, they expect more smoked. Uh, a, um, a Pilsner, you expect more, you know, bready. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, different caramels versus Munich's versus, you know, um, I had one in, on deck and it just fell out of my head. Whatever. Let's go back to the beer. This is uh, the Marble Brewery, India Pale Ale. Double India Pale They don't say that on the can.
0: Really? It doesn't. It just says India Pale Ale. Okay, well then this might be their India Pale Ale in which case it's 6.2% alcohol by volume. <laughs> and is uh, Columbus Amarillo and Centennial Hops.
1: There is no information on the can other than the words India Pale Ale, where it comes from, and the pregnant pe- pregnant ladies should not drink this. Oh, they want you to recycle the can. <laughs> this is a, yeah,
0: very lack of... Oh, all, food. a good message. No, no, it, but,
1: it, <laughs> but it is There's no ABV. There... Um, they don't even have the zip code of where the brewery's made, which is kind of unusual.
0: Well, like I said, this is in Albuquerque.
1: I know, like, because the only thing the brewery's mentioned is on this bottom ring, and it says "brewed and canned by Barbel Brewery, Albuquerque, New Mexico, USA." Uh, that's the first time I've ever noticed the, a brewery,
0: you know, address without a zip code. If you want a zip code, it's eight seven one zero. Oh, thank you. Now I can sleep tonight. Now you're yeah. Now you're good. Just wanted to make sure you were all right. Didn't want to keep everybody hanging on the zip code. The most important piece of information about the beer. So this is a a cloudier. This is I think the cloudiest beer we've had tonight. And Yeah, you can see your finger on the other side of the glass, but oh uh, you can almost
1: get a freckle. I don't fresh. I can't see
0: it. Your freckle's not available? No freckle.
1: Okay. There is oh, the you freckle. I see it, yeah. That's first time I've ever really looked great freckle, I think. Or it wasn't. Noteworthy. The last time I saw it,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm getting a Columbus and Centennial aroma. It's not kind of surprising. A little tangerine
1: ish. <laughs> yeah, tangerine's a good one. um Touch of orange. It's, it's a nice aroma. It's a very classic IPA aroma. uh You know, I'm thinking it smells a lot like Two Hearted Ale from Bell's. Yes. I mean, it smells, it smells good, but it, it it's it's a classic. It's not the hop juice that we just had.
0: Mm-hmm. No, and, and I think that if you taste it, I think it tastes very clad. I think that the, your, your comparison to Two-Hearted is, is kind of random money. It's a little, not quite as bright as Two-Hearted, but it's uh, it's really close.
1: So my first, you know, I'm trying to think what I want to say, and I'm just going to come out and say my, my first... Impression is, ooh, it it, it it gives me something more than what I expect from Two-Hearted. I, li- I think, so what is that? Something more. has a nice malt backbone to it. And it's still, you know, way hop forward. It's an IP, American IPA. But it has nice breadiness to it. And then the hops do come across is a little... See, if a you ask me... It's almost like a... If you ask me, there's orange marmalade type thing going on there. Yeah, but there's a bit of a, a
0: of a dankness there, and I think that's the amarillo, and I think that's the difference between this and, and too hard is the amarillo. Okay, maybe. Uh, it's a little, it's a little dank. It's a, it's got a little bit more of a, of a, of a, of a darkness to it feels like it's pulling down the flavor a little bit more into bitter, which is okay. Uh, but it's just not not I'm quite sure. as bright as Two-Hearted, but uh, it works. With I t-
1: definitely, I'm going to say it again, uh, just try to, you know, bounce it off you again, but I, there's a certain orange orange marmalade thing going on in there. Orange peel with some sweetness, you know, the malt mixed with some orange peel.
0: I, I can definitely taste that. I think, uh, I think you're out of the money. Yeah. I haven't had orange marmalade in God knows how long. Okay. But... You're not gonna be having any. Well, today's cheat day. Longer so. than Let's go since find some. yeah, longer than, than probably since you've been to McDonald's. So it's it's been a while. You know what I'm thinking though? I'm thinking that we should get different another beer before we do this one. Oh, we can do that. It's
1: gonna you know we'll, um, we got seven beers from Dale, so you know four. We're gonna do five now. So that's me. We'll throw his other one. It's right? going to leave two left. Yeah, was but it would have been tough to do a three beer show, a second show anyway. So I think I think that's cool. Let's pause here. We'll grab the beer. Let this IPA warm up a little bit, and we'll talk about it. All right. All right, we're back. I was looking over while Greg was getting the beer. I was looking over the GABF results for this year. And and really, you know, I think I can't I can't figure out a good way to like. Pull out the good data quickly, efficiently, make it compelling. So, you know, I think generally we're not going to go over the results. But I did want to mention, you know, we're drinking this, you know, American IPA. It's a light contested category. We just had the one that won last year. So let me find that again. I just lost it. So I'm making crappy radio. Mm. It's
0: a really okay, good. So I American really American style
1: India pale ale, 203 entries. Uh, gold was a beer called IPA. From Tappet Brewing in San Luis, uh, San Luis Obisco, uh, Obispo, California. Pallet Jack IPA from Barley Brown's Brew Pub, silver. And Duet from Alpine Beer Company in Alpine, California was uh, bronze. And then for the Double IPA, might as well mention that while we're here. We got a 2x4 from Tie Me Up Brewery, T-H-A-I Me Up Brewery in Jackson, Wyoming. We got Cafe Racer fifteen from Bear Republic, and Double Jack from Firestone
0: Walker Brewing in Paso Robles, California. Hmm. But yeah, so the Lacumbre Elevated beat one hundred seventy-five others in the American IPA category to take a gold medal. One
1: hundred seventy-five last year, and two hundred and three this year. Could you imagine working in the IPA category?
0: I I can only imagine that they they do it in groups. Yeah, it's like bracket system, right? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Round one. Okay, who's left? Round two. We're back to the marble IPA, though. This is tasty. Uh, It's not as out there, not as on the bleeding edge of, of... hop usage mm-hmm. as the one from Lucumbre, the elevated IPA, but it's a very solid, very... Very, very solid,
0: good. very uh, um, easy one to to be a go-to beer. Mm-hmm. I could easily see this being a go-to beer as, you know, too hard it is or something like that. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's a, it's a, it's a really good, solid IPA. I wouldn't say that it's spectacular, but it's solid. But let's move on to another marble. Okay. Yeah,
1: Greg grabbed the the Marble
0: Brewery, Wildflower
1: Wheat, Ale Brewed with wildflower Honey.
0: So it's an unfiltered wheat ale accented with New Mexico, Wildflower Honey, 5.2% alcohol by volume.
1: A great dichotomy. Their can had no information, not even the brewery's zip code. This one is chock full of marketing speak. Congratulations. By drinking the Marble Brewery Wildflower Honey
0: Wheat, you show exceptionally good taste. (laughs) Congratulations. You've won a million. Now you're drinking a beer. But it's a good beer. Yeah. I've said a million times, I understand why marketing is there. And they serve a purpose and they do it. But it's somewhat silly for us to repeat marketing speak on the show. Sure. No, I only mentioned that it
1: had a working speed because the can was so dragnet. It was just the facts. Yeah. Ma'am. Not even the facts. It was like, just the legally mandated requirements, ma'am.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. It does have a plea on it. Please recycle me. <laughs> Don't put me in a landfill
1: forever. You know how much bauxite has to be refined to get me? <laughs>
0: Here. They mm-hmm. probably had. They, they, yourself I think they just. Points. They probably. My guess is they just recently started canning, but they had the bottle labels around for a while. So that they got a relatively simple can and just started jam- jamming cans onto it. But they had the, the labels. Labels are easy to print and make. There's paper and you put a little sticky gum on it and boom. That's a. It's a
1: big. Uh, hypothesis.
0: It's it's a it's a relatively unfounded assumption, but I'm going to go with it. Give me a little bit of that guck. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Now we're talking.
1: It's a good uh, good wheat beer smell. You can kind of smell a little bit of the honey, but it's not you know it's not anywhere towards me it's just a little touch and yeah it certainly smells like wildflowers it has that very perfumey aroma tied in with the grassiness that lemony wheat part
0: i would say it's kind of a hmm, the color it, it's kind of a yellowish turning close to orange but with a touch of green
1: I, you know it interesting how great put it you know it looks like your classic Hefeweizen you know it's Immensely cloudy. It has that perfect tint of light orange that, you know, makes you think you're drinking a Hefeweizen.
0: Doesn't smell like a Hefe, though. It smells, uh... There's... hmm, Lemon... Lemony, grassy, but not quite lemongrass.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's from the weed part, but you get this nice perfumey thing that is, like, straight out of wild... What you, like... What you imagine when you hear words wildflower honey.
0: Yeah. Maybe sort of a dandelion and like a. It's hard
1: to say. I'm hardly a botanist to no, know my flowers. Buttercups. You no, know, a word that got pulled from my subconscious to my conscious is lavender, but I'm not sure. No, 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 no. not at all. Okay. Not at all. Hmm. Yeah, that was, like I said, that was just something that was randomly pulled out of my subconscious.
0: (laughs) There's a little bit of bubble gum coming out of it, but let's see. You
1: know, this thing just came out of the fridge. So, first sip, what does it taste like? It tastes like the coldest tasting beer in the world. (laughs) Uh, It just tastes that cold. So, now I'm wrapping my hands around this little snifter, and I'm going to get this puppy warmed up.
0: Hmm. I let it sit in my mouth a little bit to try to divine some taste out of it. Was
1: it a divine taste? Greg, his face is all
0: scrunched up. He's trying to recall. He's tilting his head. I'm having trouble picking out the words. Is is the issue? I, it's not coming to me quite. I mean, it it it's it's nice and clean and has some good taste there. But the words we're describing it are not coming to me right away. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, mean, me I mean,
1: I tasted a wheat beer. I might have tasted a little bit of honey, but really it was too cold to really dig into it. So I'm just like grasping at this glass,
0: warming it yeah. up.
1: Well, we got some time. Let's see what else is interesting about the Great American Beer Fest. There were how many categories?
0: Take me down to the next page. Uh a metric F ton yeah, of that's, categories. That's
1: pretty accurate right there. Uh, eighty four categories. The uh Church Brewer's the ones the one that won the uh old Ale strong ale category and gold medal. Henny's hooch. So we'll have to keep an eye for Henny's hooch. Have,
0: I'm there. a huge fan of old Ale's.
1: I know you are. I figured you'd like to see the yeah. Church Brewers, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, won a gold medal. In Absolutely. Gold yeah, like I said, I could read off things here, but I just think it would make horrible. Look at that. Another close nearby brewery, close to where Greg works, won the Imp- Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, Anastasia Russian Imperial Stout from Weasel Boy Brewing Company in Zanesville, Ohio. Mm. Won the... Uh, Maybe not near. That's probably still like another forty-five minutes to an hour from your work. Maybe less than an hour, but is it close to VE? No, it's it's the other kind way? of along the Ohio towards Cincinnati. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Close to where I work is, like I said, is relative. It's.
1: Mm-hmm. I drove past Weasel Boy when we were going out to the Homebrewers Conference in Cincinnati. And it didn't look like it was middle of the day. I don't remember which day of the week it was, but it didn't look like the kind of place it was open during the day. So I didn't even stop and knock or anything like that. And uh, that's cool. Russian Imperial South's a good
0: category to win a gold medal in. Lemon, Straw, Some Sweetness. Ooh. The... There's a multitude of different flavors that come from wildflower. Cutting. Strawberry.
1: There's a bit of strawberry in
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yes.
1: Or maybe strawberry blossom to be a little more.
0: <laughs> no, but it's, it's it's close enough to strawberry that I mm-hmm. I'll give you I'll give you a thumbs up on that one. Maybe a little bit of of, of a grape. Uh, sort of like a grape skin, um, and you. mm Is they're they're tough to pick out because they're they're all kind of muddled together in this in a potpourri, but not a typical potpourri smell. More of a its own potpourri. But it's a bunch of different wildflowers. It. it it tastes mm-hmm. like that, and it, so it's got this this sweetness and and it's got a couple different dimensions to it, and It's really interesting and pretty good oh you no know, you
1: know here's the one thing that's probably worth talking about is the other brewers of the year you know we talked about large brew small brew pub of the year was Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, which is a fantastic brewery in northern Virginia. You know, we've had several other beers that mm-hmm. savor that's the one where I said that his Vienel Lager had a bit of a mushroom flavor, and the brewer looked at me like I was kicking his baby in the head <laughs> um. I meant it in a good way, but he did not take it as a compliment. Um, tch, 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 a small brewery.
0: Mushrooms are fungus, yeast are fungus. Oh, it
1: should. So large brew pub and brew pub group are different. The brew pub group is Great Dane Pub Brewing Company, Madison, Wisconsin.
0: Oh, so that's why. Yeah, that's so where
1: Iron Hill would fit in yeah. and, and BJ's and Rock Bottom would fit in the brew pub chain. Uh, Small Brewing Company of the Year is Funkworks. We had them at Saver. They're a brand new brewery. They've been around for, like, what, three years? Small Brewery of the Year. Uh, Trogues was mid-sized, And the Large Brewery of the Year. Drumroll, please. Pabst. Pabst.
0: Pabst. Okay.
1: Los Angeles, California is where they're located now, apparently. (laughs) They say so. Awesome, and then at the very bottom they have the pro am. Let me find that. Pro am winner was More Fun Blonde from New Belgium Brewing Company, and the brewmaster—they don't have the brewmaster's name. The AHA member was Jay Chambeau, not Rochambeau, but Jay, but Jay Chambeau. Chambeau. So what brew, is the pro am? The pro am is where uh, there'll be like uh, homebrew competition. And the person who wins the affiliated brewery will make this beer and submit it to the pro am competition. So it's a home brewer brewing on a commercial grade system to the pro am. And they have a they don't have the number of entries here, but when you know when we were at the GABF, there was a table where you could go pro am to pro am to pro am to pro am. So they're all side by side, so you can kind of compare them. I'm trying to remember if it was a vote or if it's judged. I think it's a vote. But don't quote me on that, because I've had a few beers tonight. <laughs> and it's been a few years since I've been to the GABF. Uh, silver was uh, Poynton's Porter, and that was from the Ram Brewery in Wheeling, Illinois. And the brewer was, um, the brewmaster was Lenny Fetzer, and the brewer was Scott Poynton. All right, Lenny. The the AHA member was Scott Poynton, so give him some kudos. Lenny gets paid to make beer. and uh, the, I just like name Lenny. So. Yes, okay. Oh, no, it's not Lenny. I misspoke. It's Lanny.
0: <laughs> oh, then screw him.
1: <laughs> and the bronze was a classic American pilsner, Minneapolis ta- Town Hall Brewery, and uh, the brewer was Mike Coops and the AHA member, the home brewer, was Kyle
0: Sisko. Good old caps. Yeah. Your classic American brewery. that That's the home brewer version of a Budweiser.
1: Uh, he, he have, With uh, or okay, the, the corn-based one, homebrew version
0: of a Straub.
1: Yeah. Well, we talked about this just last week, didn't we? How like you know it's popular in you know the Maryland area, Pennsylvania area. You know, so it's those regional breweries on the, in the Mid Atlantic states. You know, that like you know uh, Natty
0: Bow would be an example. Pabst would be an example. I Pabst Blue Ribbon, I think, would be an example of a. I can't a cap. speak. To that
1: i don't know all right okay back to this wildflower honey oh it's it's warm enough i haven't tasted it in a while so here we go
0: it's a jumble i'm still having trouble just picking them out there the honey is a
1: bigger flavor now the fermented honey there's a bit more of that how do I want to put this? It's not really just the flowers. It's more of the. Hmm. See, I'm getting the wheat, but I'm not getting like the lemony part of it. I'm getting more of the. The grass. I'm getting grass or straw. And then the honey is a bit of. I'm kind of bummed that I'm not, I lost the strawberry and all the floral stuff. I didn't taste that in the last sip. Hopefully, it comes back in future. I'm sips. having a
0: really hard time just picking things out, so I'm, I'm hoping for for your direction here. Tastes kind of like um, orange, maybe like a blood orange. I um, mean, yeah,
1: I'm getting this thing that's just kind of. Um, Oh, I'm trying to. Have, I'm having a hard time putting a word to it. It it's reminiscent. It's in the ballpark of of an apple cider. Something like kiwi, maybe, um, maybe. But I'm, I'm talking more about a couple of things. I'm talking about flavor, but also mouthfeel and texture and yeah. fullness. Okay. You know, we got something like a, a stillish cider. You know, and I'm kind of like go from an apple cider to a mead or to a honey beer and try to draw an intersection point. You know, and that's kind of where I'm. I'm trying to talk you into this intersection point without good vocabulary. Yeah, it's, a, it's hard. Oh, I just... Oh, no, never mind. That's from a previous beer. I just had a, a burpy, hoppy <laughs> flavor. I'm like, well, that's unusual, but that's definitely not from this beer. That's from yeah. the last one. <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: So that's funny, uh, you know, we wanted to warm it up to get more out of it, and it was actually more interesting, a little bit cold. There may be a little bit of apple there. Mm-hmm. I think apple's a good pair because it did draw me towards the apple cider that I have on mm-hmm. tap, you know, it reminded me a lot of that. You know, it's a lot more sweet, you know, it's a lot, uh, my apple cider's pretty dry, so this one is, you know, a lot more body to
0: it than the apple cider. But the honey's... It, oh, yeah. Think less citrus and more droops. You and your
1: droops. Okay, let's move on to the last beer of the night. This I love this can. It's like the generic version of Imperial Stout. It's just a brown can with a little mug on it. It just says afternoon, which apparently is the name of the... Oh, no, it says... Oh, I see. It's a two-sided can. It says before noon and has a coffee cup, and it says afternoon and has a beer mug. <laughs> um I'm okay. This but, you know, let's get back. Santa Fe Brewing Company and it's called Imperial Java Stout. Not for use with donuts. Ale with coffee beans. This is a neat design how it's the two-sided can. Like, the slogan's different on one side. The coffee... The before noon side says not for use with donuts. And the afternoon side says they brewed with coffee beans. It's a little... It's a nice design. You know, design doesn't really change how the beer
0: tastes. It's a cylinder it didn't have two sides. But that's just me. Uh, this is available from... Okay, so this is from Santa Fe Brewing Company, which is... I, I'm i going mm. to guess... Yes, it is, in fact, from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Sometimes you'd be surprised that that's not actually the case, but it is for Santa Fe. Starting gravity of 21.5 degrees, Plato. Ending gravity of 5.6 degrees, Plato. This is available from December to March, so uh, not available right now, but it will be available relatively... Well, it will be available... I mean, it might be available still on the market, but uh, the new ones come out December and March. Malted with two-row pale roast Munich chocolate and Karastin malt. I don't know if I've heard of that one before. Karastin? yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Hopped with thuggles and a hop called Bravo. I think we've t- we've gone over that one before, but don't remember much about it. Uh, it has an Irish yeast strain, and its alcohol content is at eight percent. Eight. Take a whiff of this percent. puppy.
1: I mean, it's big coffee aroma, but it has a pepper aroma to it too. Dude. Are you getting like chilies in there, like some kind of pepper thing? I'm really getting chilies or something on the on the nose. There's
0: a there's a hint of astringency, which I think you may be associating with peppers,
1: perhaps. But I mean, it definitely is not full in coffee imperial stout. I don't know there's a I'm getting a spicy flavor also really I mean the coffee's up front, but i'm getting a uh, I'm getting something that's kind of like a chipotle or something going on
0: hmm give me some more about it
1: I think chipotle is is a really good descriptor. I don't know. I, I, you were talking about drinking a beer blind, you know. Even though the signs indicate that this is not peppered, I would, I would say this is definitely a peppered beer. Drinking it from the flavor,
0: are you getting that? I mean, I'm getting big Chipotle type flavor. Getting a lot of vanilla and, and espresso. Chipotle, no. There's a cinnamon bit to it. There's. A deep coffee flavor, I would expect as much. A nice chocolate bit to it, and uh, the color, by the way, is black, with a tiniest bit of a of a reddish highlight, or brownish more than reddish.
1: I don't know, the last sip I took, maybe. I'm getting mostly coffee. Maybe the pepper was just something I was wishing into the beer. Maybe it was a transition thing.
0: Isn't that brown, just a shade of red? Yes. Anyway. Mmm. Coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee. And more coffee. Remember those espresso beans, those chocolate-covered mm, espresso yeah. beans? Similar.
1: Yeah, it definitely has a, a espresso-type flavor. It, it's rich. It's, uh... Maybe you know um, um, I'm saying yeah. Let's see, a bit raisiny, a bit winy. You know, red wine. You know, there's like the coffee part of it. You know, it's a little bit of those flavors. Yes,
0: there's a, l- a little bit of a associated with it. Do not taste peppers. Could conceivably see peppers in this beer working.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I took the last sip. It's pretty straight coffee. I'm not tasting the peppers now anymore. But the first two or three sips are really teasing me, really fooling me on that. Okay, Bravo hops Usages for bittering. Uh, it's new in two thousand six. Super high alpha, which is about fourteen to seventeen percent, uh, became quite popular during the Great Hop Shortage and was <laughs> a staple in some West Coast IPAs. Russian River even brewed a Bravo. Russian River even brewed a Bravo IPA. The higher Coho levels, Cohumulone Coho, uh, means that it's not completely mean a not completely smooth bittering but will but not as harsh as chinook its bittering properties are similar to simcoe flavor and aroma okay so here's what we're looking for uh described as an earthly spice or herb fruity and floral guess that is i guess that is is different things to different people
0: (laughs) What? What are you reading from?
1: Uh, The best description of Bravo I could find on short order. And he meant it is, but is-is. Different things to different people. A descendant of Zeus and Nugget. Possible substitutes, Columbus, Tomahawk, and Zeus. If this page has information like this for every hop I'm going to have to bookmark it uh, rebelbrewer.com for those interested even though
0: it has is is even but though. yeah you know it's your homebrew megamart. apparently I'm really kind of I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot it, it, and I'm I'm it's kind of in my wheelhouse for for stouts I love a chocolate coffee stout and... It's back. I'm tasting peppers again. <laughs> <laughs> the peppers have returned.
1: Maybe it's the... the... poncho Verde that's uh, sneaking up on me. Coming back to haunt me.
0: It, it's funny... Uh, I was No one that's funny. <laughs> Sorry. I was looking at the... Uh, a different one. I was, they, they were talking about citrus notes on beer advocate. I was like, what?! <laughs> Citrus <laughs> notes, really?
1: It was like three beers ago, buddy. All right, I think it's time to rank up some beers. Hmm. I'm moving cans and bottles around because I'm a very visual, visually oriented ranker.
0: So, Jeff, how would you rank your beers? The noises help. Yes. Yeah. So this one goes. Pew, 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 pew.
1: All right. Uh, I think the best beer of the night has to be the gold medal winner, that elevated IPA from the, the, the La Cumbre Brewing Company. Comes in a pounder can, and it's freaking delicious. Uh, do beer number two. I'm gonna do the other IPA, the Marble Brewing India Pale Ale. Lot less ragged edge and you know crazy, but classic. Cl- there's classic IPA flavors in there, and there's a little bit of innovation. Like you mentioned, the Amarillo is kind of changing it up mm-hmm. a little bit. Number three is the Java Imperial Stout from Santa Fe Brewing. Peppers or no peppers, who knows? Good either way. Number four, I'm gonna put the Pancho Verde Chile cerveza from Rio Grande. Rio Grande. <laughs> and then uh I'm gonna put the marble wildflower wheat uh last. It, it was um once we you know got into it warmed it up. Maybe I warmed it up too much, but it just really didn't deliver compared to the other beers, which were all
0: pretty good. Okay, well my I I slightly disagree with you. Uh, My... Hold on a second. Let me finish writing this down. Sorry. It's okay? No, no, please. I went too
1: fast. I apologize.
0: Okay, so... And, and also,
1: your contract says you're not allowed to disagree with me this week. Sorry about that. I'm not read to what? You're not allowed to disagree with me this week. Your contract
0: states clearly. Well, we need to revise that contract. I'm with Jeff that the number one was the elevated IPA that was just delicious and, and, and great. And I love the... I love the way the malt was used in that, in that you, you you didn't notice it unless you were looking for it, but it really helped balance that bitterness out. Uh, and so it was really wonderfully used. So you got this big citrusy burst. Uh and melon too, like I said. There was um there was some melon mm-hmm. there too, it was very good. Uh number two I think the Java Stout, uh and, and more uh this is kind of just this is a beer that I love drinking. Uh I, I would drink a couple of these probably. Uh, there's some of it again. More, um, it's kind of the they. One of the person on on Bradfick says a poor man's uh, uh, breakfast style, and kind of along that lines. I a think poor it works.
1: man's breakfast style. I
0: don't know whether you know. Well, you know, if you can't find breakfast, they said, that'd be fun to try side by side because yeah. I I would possibly
1: prefer this one. I think it's, it's possible. Pretty likely, I would prefer this one.
0: I think they actually they may have said KBS, so KBS would oh. be the the Kentucky version, which is aged one. Yeah, I don't like the aged one as much as the regular one. Yeah, I, I'd like to try the seventh out with KBS with regular BS, regular BS, regular breakfast <laughs> <laughs> breakfast out and see how that works. Uh, my second, my third is actually the marble wheat. I uh, enjoyed what was going on there, even though it was a little bit hard to tell a lot of uh, different flavors and a lot of fun to explore and interesting. And I, I, I kind of like the way the honey worked in that beer. So I was going to give that number four. uh, or number three, sorry. Number four, the Pancho Verde. I agree with Jeff here that it's fourth. It was just a good chili beer uh, that gave you a interesting chili beer experience without being a big chili beer. It was a good beer. Yeah, it was a good Besides beer. the chili. That happened to taste and have a little bit of chili in it mm-hmm. and I'm going to put the Marvel i fifth be a fifth uh, little bit of a hard luck loser I suppose but it interesting was just that's the way I felt
1: alright everybody thank you for listening to episode 227 of Craft Radio Crafty Radio is released under the Creative Commons license you can go to our website, get more information on how you can reuse our show. You can contact us at here at craftbeeradio.com via email or on uh, Twitter. I am Jeff Bear. I'm CBR Greg. we got Facebook, Craft Beer Radio. we got Google Plus. we got Facebook. Yeah, yeah, Facebook, Google Plus. You know, you'll be able to find us. Thanks
0: for listening. We'll see you next time. Hopefully, and I will here you